Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What's the first deal they built, I bet? No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Welcome, everyone, to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I'm your host this week, Eric Eastep, coming to you from a different hotel room than I've been in the last couple of days, a much nicer hotel room, the Embassy Suites here. I know, upgraded me for free, so a shout out to Embassy Suites. But I'm joined by our usual podcast 
uh, quartet. I guess there's four of us. Quartet. Uh, <laughs> I never heard of them. I, I I was about to say trio, but I'm like, no. Well, there's four of us. We're like the Beatles. Uh, yeah, nice. Thing. Which be which Beatle are you? I think uh, Darian's Ringo. Um, that's just me. Yeah, I think I'll so too. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, but I'm joined by Darian Gilliam, Jarrett Lundberg, and Daniel baldwin danny b talks uh let's get into it speaking of danny uh danny what's on your mind you were at bristol dirt this past weekend do you have any hot takes perhaps that came home with you yeah scrape that crap off and never put it back down it was fun for three years but you know what it's obvious the experiment uh produced good racing the third time the second one was okay but the, it's not helping with the attendance. And that's the biggest thing I'm upset about. I hate seeing that place getting smaller and smaller crowd sizes each year, especially in the spring. The rain's not helping. It being on Easter isn't a help. The dirt hasn't really made them flock in like we thought it would. So you know what? Give it concrete and let's find a real dirt track to go to. All right. Well, I see. That's really funny because my hot take is that NASCAR fans are going to miss Bristol Dirt when it's gone because one, we miss everything when it's gone. It ne- never fails that we're nostalgic as just a fan base in general. But two, I think it did put on some pretty good racing. Even though the attendance this year was down from last year, it was still well up from the last few concrete races. And fans say they'll go to the concrete races until they don't, just like last time. I think that people are going to look back at this in five, 10 years, see how different this was because there's not many dirt tracks that can actually hold a NASCAR event at it. And the one of them that can, we tried with the truck series and was awful with Knoxville. And the other one that can, Tony Stewart and NASCAR are having a little piss fit about it. So (laughs) I think that fans are going to miss Bristol dirt. I think it'd be a great tradition to do on Easter or if you do concrete, make it on Easter too, because every sport has a sports holiday except seemingly nascar so i i'm on the complete other end i think fans are going to miss bristol dirt big time i like it 1v1 danny versus jared we need a cage <laughs> match uh inside of what's the big uh tv at bristol called what's that colossus uh, colossus, colossus. I, i've, I've said for years that they need to host wrestlemania there so me and jared main event versus roman like reigns it. and he'll beat us both <laughs> well i'm up next i guess um so not only are two concrete races uh not only bad for bristol but they're bad for the sport Danny, you were at the 2019 Spring Bristol race. What was the attendance like for that? It was crap. They didn't even sell seats in the turns. Exactly. So just seeing that was an absolute eyesore. And the fact that um, I happened to be interning at the um, Las Vegas Motor Speedway that weekend for NHRA, like just, just by comparison, it looked like NHRA had way more people in the stands than the actual Cup Series race at Bristol that day. So I'm going to stay um, with this contingent that I think a, um, a second Bristol race on concrete is just bad for all parties too. Nobody goes to them and stuff. We always complain about, I mean, like there's no doubt the racing is spectacular, but I mean, we always complain about the attendance and at the very least dirt Bristol has brought back some interest, you know, at the very least a little bit more interest in Bristol. Um, and yeah, I, I have to agree with, uh, with uh, Jared's earlier hot take as well to an extent, Um Yeah, once it's gone, people are going to get nostalgic and be like, oh, man, Bristol Dirt was cool. And I'll be honest here. I'd rather have two races at Bristol, one on dirt, one on concrete, than just to have one. And that's what exactly is going to happen if we get rid of Dirt Bristol. Can I just take one second to add back into my hot take that as far as Bristol Spring, I think Bristol Spring just go away altogether and bring in Nashville Fairgrounds eventually to take that date. That's what I I want. I love that. I love to see the fairgrounds on Easter. I agree. 
I'm a fan of that plan. If they end up with two Bristol concrete dates once again, they got to figure out a better slot on the schedule for the spring date because they just can't seem to catch a break with weather more times than not. Although this weekend, they kind of did. Um, but that's not my hot take. You guys all talked about Bristol Dirt, the track, the event. Uh, I kind of want to segue into our first topic. I want to talk about one of the drivers. Christopher Bell, I kind of said this at the beginning of the year, but Christopher Bell is the best driver slash team combo. Adam Stevens, the 20 team, is the best team at Joe Gibbs Racing probably for the first time since 2013 with Matt Kenseth when he won seven races. The 20 team is in charge over there, and I predicted at the beginning of the season that Bell was going to emerge as the best Joe Gibbs Racing driver slash team this year, and he's well on his way to doing so. He's got the most top fives in the series. He's tied for the most top tens with Danny's boy, Alex Bowman. He's now leading the points, thanks partially to Bowman and Hendrick getting another penalty, which we'll talk about, uh, and now he has a win. He now has a win. So Christopher Bell, well on his way to uh, emerging as the best, most complete Joe Gibbs racing unit right now. And uh, on that note, uh, actually, first off, before we start talking about Bell winning and everything that happened at Bristol Dirt, I'm going to ask the chat, which of us had the uh, the best hot take, who they agree with most. I like that a couple of y'all were at odds, were direct opposites with each other. We don't just agree with each other. We may be best friends, but we don't just sit on this show and agree with each other for two hours every week. So that's some good stuff. Let's see who the chat agrees most most with. They like you so far, Danny. I'm going for two weeks in a row. I hadn't nice. had any. I'm going for two in a nice. row. Nice. They like what Danny had to say. Um, on that note, gentlemen, Christopher Bell did win the Bristol Dirt Race, the third annual Food City Dirt Race. Jared, I want to start with you because uh, I don't have all four of you on my screen. I'm on my phone, so I only have one at a time. And Jared, I'm currently looking at your face. So Jared, I'm going to start with you. Christopher Bell gets the win. Were you surprised that a, a dirt veteran finally won the NASCAR dirt race? I'm surprised it took this long. Uh, I think towards the end of last year, maybe middle of last year, I sort of started getting on that train too of like, Bell is for real. Like he seems legit at this point. Uh, and I think it's just continued. I, I forgot where I saw it, but it's like, I think there was a stat showing that Bell has won what, three or four times in the last like 20 races. Like he's just he's been about I'm, as good as Tyler Reddick with it. So I I'd say with Bell, like I'm expecting this to keep going. I mean, I, I think I even said when when they got Adam Stevens away from Kyle Bush, I was like, this is such a bad decision. Whoever Adam Stevens goes with is gonna be performing amazing once, you know, that season ends. So I think they had they said this fun fact in the media center after the race. Uh at a hundred and sixteen career races, I think he's had. He is now, he's got the best, like, win-to-start ratio since Brad Keselowski in 116 races. Wow. Dang. Damn. He's won three of the last 13 if you go back to last season's playoffs. Mr. Clutch, so. too. I yeah. mean, look he's at his wins. Great. Yeah, he's been great, man. Absolutely spectacular. I mean, really, I mean, like, when you look at the top five as a whole, though, I mean, like, we were just talking about, you know, like, you know, finally a dirt veteran wins at dirt Bristol. It's about damn time. Then looking well, at the rest. Well, to be fair, the year before was kind of a fluke. It should have been a dirt veteran. Then, yeah, so. true that, true that. But then looking at the top five, Tyler Reddick, P2. I mean, Austin Dillon, P3. I mean, he's not necessarily like, you know, the biggest dirt guy, but he has raced on dirt before. And then rounding out the top five is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Chase Briscoe. So not only is this event, obviously, you know, the most unique, points race on the NASCAR schedule, but now it's like starting to, I mean, like you're starting to see like the same crop of guys, like, you know, always, you know, be um, always be uh, 
uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 competitors in the, um, in the uh, dirt Bristol race here. Like um, Kyle Larson would have been there for, but wasn't for obvious reasons. And uh, I don't know, like I, just keep this event going because I'm really interested to see like, you know, obviously this isn't like, you know, like actual like dirt racing, you know, like USAC, you know, like different forms, but it's, a, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a, a, a novelty on the schedule. Now has that novelty like worn off a little bit? Yeah, that's, um, it definitely has to some extent, but you're starting to see, you know, the, the dirt racers uh, rise to the top. I will say with Easter changing dates, that is one issue with keeping it on Easter. So I believe next year Easter lands on like the last week or two of March. I want to say I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Mm. Actually, what am I, I doing? I have it on the calendar. I think you're right. Yeah, it's in March to next year. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull up the which which date. would be even worse time to try to run in Bristol. I think. <laughs> uh, I just wrapped up our uh, best hot take poll. By the way, Danny had uh, double that of the next nice. highest vote getter. So That's there you two go. In a row. And I just started a new poll, uh, and it's kind of a runaway. I asked, "Is the number twenty team?" the best JGR team right now. And it's, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the number, but it is. Oh my gosh. It is yeah. one-sided to say the least. Wow. Um, yeah. Very one-sided. Kind of appropriate that the leading vote was uh, Christopher Bell's first number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Jared, you mentioned Adam Stevens. I want to give him some credit because this race was partially won by Bell holding off Reddick and others on long runs. But Adam Stevens put his driver out front by choosing not to pit at the end of stage two. They saw how it worked for a handful of drivers at the end of stage one, not pitting. They held the lead or held their track position really well in stage two. So at the end of stage two, Stevens left Bell out there. He had a good buffer. I think uh, guys like Larson, uh, Reddick were back around ninth or tenth. So there's a solid buffer there. But uh, I, I think Adam Stevens deserves some credit for getting Christopher Bell that, uh, that track position. Can I just make a note about Adam Stevens real quick? We, after the race, we were down in the media center with me, uh, Peter Strada, and Noah Lewis down there. And Adam Stevens was just sitting in this little lobby area at a, at a table beside of us, just looking at the little sword because the, the crew chief gets a sword too. And he's just <laughs> looking at it, checking it out. Is this like, is his sword smaller than the driver's Smaller, sword? yes, yes. Oh, he gets like a dagger? <laughs> uh, it's, it's still longer. It's not, not like a knife have, or nothing, but. Have any of y'all uh, seen, this will this will actually make sense with what you're talking about. Was, have any of you seen the new Puss in Boots movie? Yes. No. The little, the little like dagger that's only that big that he gets instead of his sword. That's what Adam Stevens <laughs> yeah. gets in response. Somebody should edit him like holding that little just mini cat dagger and just put that in there. <laughs> that, that would be funny as hell. Uh, but I props to props to Adam Stevens though. I mean, like when you know he started um, running uh, poorly with Kyle Busch, I guess some people were looking at him like, "Hey, what's you, you're the problem?" I mean, because Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch. Maybe you're the problem. Maybe you need to leave. And now his uh, second life with uh, Christopher Bell seems to be working out pretty well. Now they're the best Joe Gibbs Racing team. And uh, to keep with Puss and Boots references, if he's on his second life, he's still got seven more to go. So Adam Stevens yeah. is going to be around for <laughs> got a, a long, long way to go. Got long a long time. way to go now. Uh, Darian, you mentioned Kyle Larson uh, was one of the dirt ringers, if we, if you will, that was not in the top five for obvious reasons, like you said. He was uh, running in the top five, but then he, then he spun out on his own uh, back in traffic. That put him behind. But before that, he and Ryan Priest got together. Larson pinched Priest off of, I think, turn two, forced the 41 car into the wall. Um, Priest later on uh, ended up breaking a toe link, I believe. Later in the race, they're both back in traffic. I think they're still in the lead lap, but they're back in traffic. And Priest repays the favor, wedges Larson up into the wall. Uh, you know, he didn't explicitly admit it was on purpose afterwards. He was playing it safe in wake of the Hamlin penalties, but it's pretty clear Ryan Priest 
wanted to get Larson back. So, uh, Danny, I want to start with you. You were there. I'm not sure if you heard from Priest or Larson directly after the race, but um, what do you make of Priest? Do you think Priest's uh, so, revenge was justified? So, yeah. So we got to talk with uh, Larson and the uh, medical center afterwards. Um, we did go run over to Priest. I was kind of standing in the back. I couldn't really hear good, and my microphone actually stopped working, so I didn't hear what Priest had to say, unfortunately. But with Larson, his response was basically like, "There's no reason to. There's no reason to talk to Priest about it. Like he just, he just kind of scratched it off, like off as like, hey, Priest is just frustrated. He's having a bad race, you know. Like he's like, he's like, what's the point? Why, why would I go talk to him?" And Larson's like, I mean, we're seeing a trend with that. Larson, like, I mean, he's a champion, but then when it comes to like being involved in like some sort of controversy on track, he seems just like so chill. I mean, even with the Bubba Wallace stuff, when he was pushing him and stuff, he's just kind of like, dude, like, what are you doing here? And I, I, I got the same vibe with the whole Ryan Priest thing. It was like, dude, like, who, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, like this is stupid. You know, we should be racing. And then obviously they weren't. But uh, that, that sucks for Priest though, because Ryan Priest, we talked about Stuart Haas racing for a while now, just sucking in general. Uh, besides Kevin Harvick and finally you know Chase Briscoe and Ryan Priest are doing their thing on dirt and then Priest has that happen to him so yeah it's unfortunate I, I I feel like to a degree it was justified I think it wasn't as necessarily as justified to Larson as it just was in general to show he's not going to get run over every week um, it's interesting I'm looking at the way that they're voting right now and I don't know if I have it I don't have it still on me but I ran actually this poll on Sunday night right after the race and I was surprised, I'm surprised actually right now, how different the poll is running out. It was near 50-50 on Sunday night when I ran this. And I'm like, I'm noticing now as the weeks went on, more people are like, you know, maybe he wasn't that wrong. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was justified in this. I do feel like think, he just oh, needed to, he, he needed to make a message, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, do you think like maybe it swayed a little bit because like, I don't know, like, Larson's you know he's you know champion drives for Hendrick Motorsports you think the fans might be playing a little bit of favorites here just automatically going with like the underdog in a sense uh, I think well NASCAR fans I think are definitely predisposed to go for mm-hmm. the underdog so I think yeah. that has something to do with it but again Larson also is one of the more popular drivers so yeah yeah maybe maybe, I, maybe they just want fights <laughs> I look at it I I like that Ryan Priest, he's done a lot of talking the last few weeks or even last mm-hmm. year from the, you know, don't do that to now, you know, calling everyone hacks a few weeks ago saying they all need to get their ass whooped. It's like, okay, that's, yeah. you can say that, but to see him actually go out and, and stand up for himself, I, I think kind of like you said, Jared, that he needed to do that. I don't know that this was entirely justified. Yeah, he got wronged by Larson, but not long after he got squeezed into the wall by Larson, <laughs> He squeezed Ty Dillon and Kyle <laughs> Busch into the wall the same exact way, arguably yeah. worse. So, uh, I mean, they're both just, I don't know, I don't know if they're necessarily both a- accidents. They're, you know, aggressive moves trying to get the other guy to lift. But, you know, just to act like, for Priest to act like he's never made that same mistake, he made the exact same mistake in that same race. So that was the only reason after the race I was kind of like, eh, like I'm 50-50. Yeah, Larson wronged you. But, you know, you wronged some people too. If everyone got everyone back for those types of squeeze jobs, it would have been we would have had even more wrecks than we did Sunday night. So um, I don't know. I, I don't have an issue. I'm glad Priest finally stood up for himself. Um, there was some drama brewing between uh, with Chase Briscoe at the end of the race because he took out Ryan Blaney on the final restart. Mm-hmm. On Twitter later, he completely apologized, took the blame for it. But I just wanted to mention it because I, I feel bad for Blaney fans. It looked Blaney. like he had a top five. 
Hey, man. Look, Ryan Blaney fan. Hey, hey, you know what? Ryan Blaney fans are pretty much used to this at this point. You know what? Always good in the race, but usually never good enough to take the victory or to take any sort of significant points. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that was that was that wasn't on 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 Ryan Blaney at all. And I mean, Blaney's been public about like you know the way some of these drivers have been racing for a while now. I mean, I remember after um, the Indy Road Course last year, he was like, "Yeah, it's just like there's you can't race. There's nothing you can do when everyone just keeps slamming into you." And I don't know. It's just it, when is he ever going to catch a break? I don't know. I don't know. That's to be determined. Well, yeah. To be fair, at least, how it feels. at least Briscoe like owned up to it. Yeah. Like he could have, yeah. he could have, Oh, I no, that wasn't me. He turned across my nose. Like he owned up to it. Um, and so like, I respect that. I think, uh, the thing I'm more honestly respect though, is the fact that he drove with that broken finger and like seeing the x-ray today. Ooh, God, that, that, that looked like hey, I heard. That looked like I really look, look, let me let me share a personal story. So I broke my middle finger in fifth grade. So this is what it looks like now. It's all crooked now forever. Yeah, I know. It's Ooh. it's it's ugly. Oh, I, so I, look, I, I, can't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't imagine though. Like, I mean, like obviously, like I'm you know, his his was like, you know, pretty bad, obviously. But I mean, yeah, to to go all out, you know, the entire race like that and still get a top five. I mean, Chase Briscoe is talented. The question is, can his team provide him you know with you know the equipment and stuff in general i mean can he put up the results with store Haas racing is the real question no i want to share man it's not easy to tell anymore just because it's healed so much but right here is a big bump on my finger yeah i can tell i can tell you I, broke it because it's like nope, all fat i didn't break oh, it you did you didn't hyperextended it oh where oh, it's God. like where it just bends but doesn't break why does it, it almost sound worse? That, it yeah, it, it looks like that. Damn, it, it, it really up. sucks when it's essay week and you have to write <laughs> write a five paragraph essay in every class every day. And I'm like, uh, I can't really write now because my finger is uh, twice the size of of the rest of them. But or know, get I'll the try. get the teacher get the teacher to do it for you. <laughs> you ghostwriter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually between that and when I uh, hyperextended my elbow in high school playing football, I actually have. I'm not great at it, but I actually taught myself to write with my left hand. Oh wow! It looked like a, it looked like a second grader, but you know it was it was legible. Hey, in yeah. third grade, you start learning cursive, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you to report back. I'll, I'll, I'll get to I'll get to it. I'll post on Twitter when I uh, have perfect mm. calligraphy cursive. I want to call attention to a few of the spins. There's many spins. Oh um, yeah. Uh, well, first off, Michael McDowell two 360s that first 360 where he looped it in traffic like that was so lost, cool he only lost like three or four positions like that's crazy of you you can yeah. do a full 360 and not lose a ton of spots um and but, then he does uh, it again he does it again yeah he did do it again I, the second one wasn't quite as impressive also Fox yeah. didn't get a camera on it to save their life so hey, um, that's so cool though that was so cool Love my bad i was going to end the poll from earlier uh 64 of our viewers 66 sorry percent said that ryan priest's revenge was in fact justified um mm. but can we talk about the inconsistency caution calls so okay let me just say this first okay i didn't have a mind a, a problem with the inconsistency most of the night i think it was clear if someone was stopped or f- stopped facing the wrong way they were throwing it but if you spun facing the right way you were able to still kind of keep rolling they were more hesitant to throw it i honestly didn't have a problem with that maybe it wasn't the most safest thing in the world but it was best for the show the problem was at the end, they threw that caution for Kyle Bush, who spun lazily yeah. on the pit road. That was obviously the wrong call. They then didn't throw the flag for Blaney 
wiping out in the middle of the entire pack. Mm-hmm. So Darian, I mean, what do you make of the officiating? Did you have a problem with it all night or just the end there? No, actually, I thought up until Kyle Busch's uh, that whole, you know, wacky caution deal with Kyle Busch, I thought NASCAR officiating for the most part was like damn near perfect. I'm going to be honest with you. And now I know some of y'all listening and watching are like, wait a minute, what are you talking about, Darian? I'm like, all right, just, just hear me out for a second. Because whenever there were these like single car spins and stuff, I mean, like, you know, NASCAR, they've had a history of just like, oh, caution for like just any little thing on the track. For the sake of the show, we need, you know, proper race flow, you know, to make dirt Bristol work. Because if you're just throwing out a bunch of cautions and stuff, they're not racing. There's going to be pacing the entire time. And, you know, there's there's no point in that. So if there's a single car spin and stuff or, you know, a whole 360 spin like Michael McDowell did twice, then, um, you know, like if it affects other drivers, then sure. But if you're like if they're like spun out, you know, all the way off the racetrack by themselves, then no, keep the race going. Keep the race going. Um, Yeah, that's why it was so confusing towards the end where Ryan Blaney's spin wasn't a caution. But then Kyle Busch's was a caution, you know, but. Other than that, though, I thought NASCAR officiating, they they did it right for the most part. I mean, like to, to make Dirt Bristol work, the race flow has to be I don't I don't think I mean, I'm not saying the race flow has to be like perfect, but it has to be somewhat decent at the very least to make it work. Yeah, I mean, with with me, I I can't say I was too upset, to be honest with you, just because of like Darian said, the race flow and everything like that. But it was. It was so clear as day that that last caution was meant to bunch them up. Let's get a restart mm-hmm. at the end and like let's go like that. And I just I don't like that. I, I it's hate, a shame. It, it ruined was, a great. It finish. was kind of too bad because we were seeing like honestly just like good like they were riding yeah. the high line or trying to make the run on each other. Actual racing. Now I will point this out, and I think this is why NASCAR did it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there was only one if or if there wasn't one, no passes for the lead on track that race there were only four leaders and four lead changes all race there was well, one point I, where I, a couple I, guys I, were, were throwing sliders at each yeah other. that was the right. only point they could that yeah. they passed for lead so i get i yeah. like i'm not saying that and justifies nascar throwing a bs caution but i i'm understanding why they did it i don't like it i think it's stupid but if the if somebody is clearly or there are two cars clearly getting away and they're fighting up front a bunch of them let them fight it out that 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 was completely out of the way. There's no reason for it. Like, what do you expect, Kyle Busch to turn into Kevin LePage all of a sudden? Like, I I, I don't think so. <laughs> and but what made this even more blatant was didn't he spin directly on pit lane? He lazily listed to the left. That's all he yeah. did. That's uh, I was like, come on, NASCAR. Like you were doing great up until then, but you had yeah. it, and then you didn't. No, because Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick, man, they were about to have like one of the the greatest bristol finishes i thought now obviously that very last caution needed to be called i mean now, the car was the, stuck on the track yeah. but. the the blaney deal i think it's kind of surprising that it for a caution there because he got basically and chase briscoe admitted he did this after the race he admitted that he hit the hit the turtle basically went, went way too low hit the turtle and and it self-corrected itself back into blaney so mm. that was a little eh, maybe it should have been cautioned for that one yeah because blaney kind of got screwed over by that Oh, not kind of. Yeah. He did. He got completely yeah. screwed. Absolutely. Um, before we uh, start to get to things like the ratings and the poll, of course, uh, I want to give a shout out to Ty Gibbs, fourth straight top ten. Yeah. Was it uh, another ninth rookie. place finish? What did he get? I think yeah. it was tenth this time. Even okay. less sexy. And and actually, really quick, can I go over the uh, the top ten really quick? I mean, I just want to go over some notables. We already went over the top five earlier, but just go over it again. Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Austin Dillon, 
Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Chase Briscoe, top five. The, the um, um, six through 10, very interesting. Justin Haley, Martin Truex Jr., Todd Gilliland, Kevin Harvick, and then Ty Gibbs rounds out the top 10. So a lot of feel-good stories. Um, I think the biggest one is Justin Haley just because, you know, yeah. their appeal got denied <laughs> for their penalties and stuff. And then now they may um, they um, back it up um, with a top 10. In the Tide ride, by the way, uh, beautiful. beautiful ride, beautiful ride. And then Todd Gilliland. And, and again, car look good. Yeah, exactly. And then Todd Gilliland, he, uh, he's really like, he's been performing better than I thought. I mean, like four, I, I, we, four straight 15th or better finishes. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he, he's, he's just showing off to him. saying like, the Thursday rapper not let me finish the whole season. Well, and <laughs> you want to hear something crazy, Todd Gilliland, we're probably going to think, Oh, front row car. And then runs a couple here with like Rick Ware or whoever. Um, Todd Gilliland is currently 23rd in the points, 37 out of the playoffs, right near guys like LaJoy and Austin Dillon, and above guys like Bubba Wallace, A.J. Allmendinger, Eric mm. Jones, Ryan Priest, um, and then all the slow forwards. And it, sounds, it sounds to me like the team just needs to have faith in this guy, get the right sponsorship deal together, and just run a full season with the team. Like, I mean... At least we know, no matter what, he'll he'll have a Rick Ware ride at this point. So, yeah. well, he he's back in the thirty-eight this weekend, but we'll get. To I'm, that. I mean, when, I mean, when he when he needs it. There, yeah. There's okay. True. Yeah. Like, true that. Damn, that, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> is, but is no. this true? I, I saw Justin Haley. Congratulations. Also got engaged this week. Is it true that? Uh, oh. <laughs> is, is it true that her name is Haley and her yeah. name is Haley Haley? Yeah. John in the chat just dropped that message. I that's insane. All, all so, makes me so, think of is the uh, droids in Star Wars. Roger, Roger. Oh my gosh, that's funny though. I mean, congrats, but that's just a that's a funny little note. Haley, uh, Haley. Speaking of the speaking of the chat, we have over six hundred live viewers, and I asked them, "Will Ty Gibbs again? Oh, race top ten streak. Will Ty Gibbs make the playoffs this year? It's pretty close. Fifty nine percent are saying no. He will hey, not make the playoffs. Nah, disrespect. The disrespect, bro. He's been so consistent. Like, look. I hey, mean, look, maybe like, they're thinking he's got a win because we so far we've had a good amount of winners. Yeah, but I know, I know we had a good amount of winners, but bro, I mean, he's been he's been consistent, man. You don't think like a like at the very least a fluke win's gonna come here or there based on like what like I don't know like a bunch of people wrecking field mileage like something crazy or whatever. He, he has to get I past think. McDowell. <laughs> yeah, true. Who's ahead of him in points? Oh, oh yeah. So, so where exactly is Ty Gibbs in points right now? Eighteen, eighteen, nine, nine down. down. I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll it go was, with yes. It was I'll funny because, yes right when you said, because uh, uh, I can see it on my end, right when you go, he's been consistent all season. It goes eighteenth in points, Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me rephrase that. He's been consistent for at least the past four to five races. Enough. He's been consistent <laughs> yeah, so enough. A, enough. 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 Right. Right. But I'll, I'll go with yes. I'll go with yes. Uh, what do y'all think of the choose drone? Those uh, Dan, uh, Danny, you saw it in person. Did you get a good it, view of it? I see, it yeah, was, posted a video of it. I saw. Uh, maybe I did. It was very visible, though. I'll say that. Like you could definitely see it. Good. There was nothing to worry about. I think that's the only place I would want to see it. Don't don't start bringing us every night race we go to because that's just dumb. It's cool though. I mean, it was cool at least from the I TV. Mean, I'm glad they put a camera on it. Not that it was the most amazing view in the world, but it was kind of. A nice touch. I mean, I still think it would have been fine, honestly. Just literally when they're on the backstretch, run out, run out the cone, be right at the rope. Okay, they're done. Bring it back in. Can, yeah. can I just say this though? Um, I personally think that NASCAR's broadcasts don't cover the choose well enough. Like sometimes they come back from commercial and they're like, they just got oh. done choosing, or they're like, Oh, here's the choose, and every now and then they'll have the graphic for it. 
Like, that's really, especially towards the end of the race, that is really important for who ends up where or in a stage or wherever. Like, that can be some kind of strategy a fan can follow. That, that, and this is a pet peeve of mine because I take notes of the race. Fox, for the love of all that is holy, please, when you show who finished in the top 10 in the stage, don't cut off before the top 10 is even finished. I can't, <laughs> I have to go on the NASCAR.com leaderboard to get the finish of the stage because Fox would be like, and fifth place is this, and we're going to go to commercial, sponsored by Coca-Cola. It's a pet peeve, because I'm somebody who always likes writing down all the stats and, like, knowing what I, no. you know, what what's going on. And, like, I should not have to go to a secondary app because the top ten was only on screen for eight seconds. No, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, just, just a little peeve. pet peeve. But I mean, oh, for the most part, I thought the broadcast was um was a uh, pretty good. I mean, I felt like it um it uh really showcased the uh, spectacular racing we had saw, especially in like in the uh, in the um in the midfield at times too, especially towards the end of the race. And I don't know, just the commentating too. Like it seemed like they had way more energy this weekend. I could be wrong, but at least that's the way that's the vibe I got from it. But. Yeah, the commentary good was was good. I didn't really have an issue yeah. with that. Uh, cameras, for the most part, were good. I thought they followed mid-pack battles mm-hmm. well. They just missed a few spins. That There's yeah. one part, I think, in stage two where it was all hell was breaking loose, and then we barely got a camera on any of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there's some replays later on, but like in the moment, it was a lot of, this guy's around, this guy's around, and we're not seeing it. And that was frustrating. But that's, you know, it is what it is. I, I think I said it in one of my post-race streams. But I was like, you know, the, the broadcast, like the commentary wasn't that bad today. I'm like, it's either they've gotten better or I've just become numb to it. <laughs> Once NBC takes over, we'll really know how we feel yep. about Fox. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey, they're already filming uh, driver promos for it. I saw Bubba's uh, was filming something that. last weekend. So it, it's uh, just around the corner, y'all. <laughs> just around the corner. Uh, before we get to our to the uh, famous iceberg poll, we already kind of addressed this on our hot takes, but I, one word answer. I'll go down the list. Um, should the Bristol Dirt Race return on or around Easter weekend next year? Darian, yes or no? Yes. Yes. Jared, what do you think? C. Oh, okay, yeah, yes. I'm not bilingual, but I, I knew that one. Danny, <laughs> I think I know where you stand on this. No. No, okay. Interesting. I'm going to say yes. I would like to see it one more year because I thought the racing was fantastic. But you're right, Danny. The attendance was not as I impressive mean, as the last year. If, if we're going to do it, sure, just go with what we've been trying. But I don't want it to. Well, uh, while the attendance wasn't as good either, we can also point to the ratings. So I think that the stats do seem to be backing up your case, Danny. Uh, The ratings on Fox this week is a 1.88 rating and uh, 3.45 million viewers. Both are down roughly 14% from last year. Uh, 800,000 viewers in the key demo, though, which is actually a little higher percentage than we're used to. That's roughly 23% of the total viewer base. Um, the truck race, meanwhile, was also down about nine and a half percent. Still got over one million viewers uh, on FS1, but um, just worth mentioning. I mean, the, the, those numbers are very much on in line with the past four or five weeks. Now, Chase Elliott, we'll talk about this in the second half of tonight's show, but Chase Elliott is back at Martinsville this weekend. So we might start to find out over the next couple of weeks. We've been seeing 10 to 15 percent decreases. How much of that was the Chase Elliott effect? Mm-hmm. We'll start to find that out here in the next couple of weeks. I think it'll go up a little bit. I think it'll probably boost it. Let's just say nine percent. I will. I, I think it'll be. I think it'll be four or five percent at first, then maybe seven percent the next week. Then I will say it has to get out. This happening 
two weeks before Talladega is going to be a huge boost in general because there's always I've noticed this, you know, and, and maybe it's just being on YouTube watching analytics and stuff, but I've noticed there's always like that fall off in April. And then Talladega, you start getting it back up, and by the time you get to the month of May, IndyCar helps all ships rise with that, and, and it goes from there. But having that extra boost week, I'm hoping that'll help. I, I'm not – well, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm not expecting it to, but I think it'll at least help compared to the last couple of weeks. Now, if it doesn't – if it doesn't beat last year's race that was delayed two and a half hours due to rain, <laughs> we have some serious, serious problems on a Saturday night, no less. Like, this race should be higher than last year on all counts. I think Chase Elliott returning is going to stop some of the bleeding, but not fully. I agree. Uh, So I think it's time to hear what our viewers had to say after the race. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Well, uh, a lot of people had a lot to say about the, uh, the Bristol Dirt Race. Uh, 27% said that it was a great race. Uh, then you had 45% saying it was good. So 72% net positive, 17% said it was average, six below average, and 5% said it was bad. So 11% were more on the negative side, a little higher than usual from a lot of polls we've had this year. <sighs> Darian, I told you about the first comment already, so you can't <laughs> talk here. Yeah. <laughs> from Shugs B Meows. Oh, it's got to be a meme. Yeah, meme. All right, I'm not reading the whole damn thing because it was a freaking book. Uh, Shugs. Shugs <laughs> has a, a wild mind. Just making us little paws go to town. Yeah, yeah. for real. Uh, so Shugs B. Meows wrote a letter. Dear Daddy and Mommy. Oh, this is going to get taken out of context. Uh, whenever you finish your podcast meeting on the on the TV, can you please take me to one of those nap car races at Dirty Egg Track? Love the official cat of the Nap Car Weekly Podcast TV, Shugsby Meows. And then it goes XOXOXOXOXO. Oh, damn. So he's calling NASCAR Nap Car. That's funny. That's funny. Well, to be fair, Shugs sleeps there and all races a lot. Now, so. there you go. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, let, let's look at some of the other comments here. The, uh, the first comment was from Blake or like top comment, at least voted wise was from Blake said, uh, that was fun. Thoroughly enjoyed the race tonight. Last 15 laps of stage two was great. Really hoped Austin Dillon was going to win. that. Yep. That was fun. We were having fun. <laughs> uh, NASCAR comparisons says, I'm so happy for Christopher Bell. He is the most consistent driver at JGR right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He has a bright future ahead of him if he can keep this level of consistency for every season. Yeah, it's just the beginning. Uh, and then I'll leave, uh, this will be the last one I'll read from the top, and then we'll kind of go to the guys in the middle. Uh, but from Justin Berg, great race, multiple grooves all night. Congrats to Christopher Bell. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to scroll until it, ref- okay, it refreshes three times and see what comes up. Uh, Tank Slapper says, a little heavy on the cautions early on, but the slide jobs were fantastic all night long. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's safe to say this was the best prepared version of Bristol Dirt. Like, oh, yeah. So far. Like, yeah, it was slick. It was awkward, but there was multiple grooves almost the entire even, even the little, like, tears that were starting to form in the middle of the track, like, it was adding character into it. 
Hey, props to the track prep. They used two truck series drivers, um, Raja Karuth and Grant Infinger, I believe, yep. were the two yep. drivers, and they were prepping the track. Yeah, so. it, it, when I was walking in, I was I was like, wait, why is Raja in his fire suit? Did I miss something? Is he driving yeah, for somebody? Is, is there a multi-class race going on here? Is there He'll be truck in the 51 tonight. <laughs> but then I saw Grant Infinger right in front of him. I was like, okay, they're must be yeah. prepping a track or something. Yeah, but they did a great job. Yeah. Another comment from Dexter here says, I wonder how this race would have gone if they ran it in 2006 with high horsepower Gen 4s. Oh, that's a that's a major what if, yeah. So late well, months. I mean, well, we've seen Arca Gen 4s run on dirt, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find ones that aren't books. Okay, uh, Grunk McSaucy. <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> that aren't books. <laughs> That's the last, <laughs> the last comment. <laughs> Grunk McSaucy says, I thought it was so-so. The racing was good and heavy traffic, but out front you could, ca- uh, you could catch the leader, but I didn't see a lot of passing up there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, That's true. Uh, Jack says, for Blaney fans, more pain for us. No, seriously, yeah. Y'all are just used to it at this point. <laughs> All right, here's one uh, I like on just all counts here. Uh, it's from Isaac, who's somebody who's been a fan oh, for a while. That's what Isaac. Uh, and it, the first, it's two halves here, uh, and it's edited. It says, McDowell Supremacy be like, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. And then there's an edit. I like the edit even more than that. <laughs> also, my mom's birthday is on Thursday, and her favorite driver is Michael McDowell. Can I get a McDowell Supremacy for my mom? McDowell supremacy. 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 Yes. I mean, he, he's actually been running pretty good without the you know the old crew chief. And I thought like, oh, it's over now. But no, it's been great. Speak, speaking of that, does does Blake Harrison him? Did they come back this week? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey, this is good for you. <laughs> yes, like good for you. You're like, yeah. I've been waiting for I that. Want to go from eighth place every week to running for wins again. Yeah, I mean, hey, if eighth is like the worst they can do, hey, I mean, that's I, pretty I, damn I good. Still, I still got to say this for, for Bowman and his team. They fell to 11th after a bad run at Bristol, but they only went to 7th after that last penalty. So all in all, that speaks as the weirder season was. So Yeah, they'll be okay. Uh, I'm going to apologize now. I don't know how to read this person's name. Uh, we're on the bottom three, by the way. Okay. Uh, leaves a really simple comment. Horrible race. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's enough. it. Okay. All right. That's fair it. enough. Thank you, sir. All right. Moving on. <laughs> uh, JSEC says, get rid of dirt racing and NASCAR. A wreck fest of a race. I know I'm in the minority, but I strongly dislike this race. Well, well that wasn't necessarily a wreck fest. I mean, they were barely. I mean, yeah, I, for the most part, I thought they were calling the cautions the right way. I don't know. I mean, there's got to like be some the, sort of race flow. The race flip still ended in less than three hours. Yeah, like if it was really a wreck fest, it would have been way over. Eh, I disagree. All right, the the last one's from Ghost Killer, but half the letters are numbers. <laughs> um, boring. He Make actually cut race... out his mic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. See, I was just going full Darian. Wow, <laughs> that's oh, weird. Well, hold on, I, 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 thought, I, thought, I thought you had froze at first too. Yeah. All right, there, there. All right, now it's, now it's full bad. Darian. I made the lightning go. Uh, but boring. Uh, make this an exhibition race instead of a points race. I mean, I think we not- say that about a lot of things. Clash is an exhibition race. Chicago Street should be an exhibition race. Bristol Dirt should be an exhibition. Race. Like, honestly, they could all be points. Maybe not the Clash, the Coliseum, but they could. The rest uh-huh. of them could be points races. We've proved yeah. that three years in a row. 
don't yeah, know. I mean, why would we change it to a non-points race then? I don't know. Like, but no, I I love Dirt Bristol. Keep it, keep it for for good. <laughs> but that was the poll. Yes, and that'll conclude this edition of the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. I want to say we've received a ton of super chats tonight. Really appreciate everyone's support. We will read the first batch of those here uh, roughly at the top of the hour. Real quick, let's talk trucks, gentlemen. Uh, Joey Logano finished dead last on Sunday, but he dominated Saturday in that uh, 66 truck. I don't know what else there really is to say other than I thought the racing behind him was great. Yeah, the racing behind him was pretty great. And then, uh, you know what? Go ahead, Jerry. I see you raising your hand. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? <laughs> Norm Venning set a record. He's the oh. oldest driver to score a lead lap finish in the top three series of NASCAR. Oh, wow. oh, wow. Wait, he finished on the lead lap? Uh-huh. Wow. 24. <laughs> I wow. missed that because I walked by his truck after the race and it was smashed in the pieces in the back. I was like, dang, this truck's seen better days. And Claude was like, that's, that's Norm Benning. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, all, all I'm going to say is I'm happy. I'm happy. Norm oh. getting the recognition he deserves. Mm-hmm. And I am, no. I'm more than happy to be a Norm Benning fan this week. And not bad, not bad. I think, like, uh, I, yeah, the racing up front was, uh, I mean, like, the top three, I'm looking at having it uh, pulled up on my screen. Joey Logano, Ty Majeski, William Byron, basically in a league of their own, pretty much. But then, really, from 4th through 11th to 12th, we had some very interesting battles, especially towards the end there. Um, I thought Rajak Ruth got his, uh, um, what would have been his first career top 10 in the truck series. But no, he uh, ended up finishing 11th, barely losing out to Matt DiBenedetto. But then Caden Honeycutt, Really stole the show. He was spectacular. Uh, yeah. Matt Crafton uh, doing a double duty was good. Uh, Chase Briscoe um, driving the 22 was, yeah, for that equipment, it was uh, decent. And then finally, um, Haley Deegan ended up finishing ahead of uh, Jonathan Davenport, uh, 13th over 14th place. But she was running up front for a little bit there, too. Um, obviously, it's dirt. So I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for Haley Deegan, I always expect a top 10, but like, I don't know, just he never can really deliver like that at Dirt Bristol. And then finally, Carson Hosevar, I mean, had was the big winner a week ago, but then was just just me not he he was in the race, but then we barely <laughs> saw him basically. He was there. <laughs> yeah, he was there. <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that's I mean, that's kind of it about the truck race. Again, I thought it was good behind uh, Joey Logano. I really thought Ty Majeski maybe had something for him, but Logano would just get such a huge yeah. jump on the restart. It was um, it was the same top three. It was Logano, Majeski, Byron. Those mm-hmm. three. In all three stages, yeah. right? Yep. The whole way. Like, I think, I want to say yeah. they said Majeski's average running was like 2.2, I think. Yeah. Dang. It's crazy. Um, which surprises I, me because his background is not in dirt. It's more in asphalt light models. So, you know, but pretty good the job. Fu- the funniest part about this race, though, took place afterwards when Logano, he's like asking, like somebody asked him a question about the fans or whatever. And he said, yeah, one of them uh, gave me the, the middle finger, two middle fingers the entire race. It just wouldn't stop. Like, I was like, is he actually watching the race or is it when, like. When I, when I heard it, I thought that sounded like something Dalton Good would do. Yeah. And, and then, and then what do you know? I go on Twitter, refresh it. Boom. There's Dalton Good just giving the old freaking salute, <laughs> the old two finger salute there uh, the entire time. So, yeah, it was. I, it was I'm not going to say that I was happy that Kyle Bush spun around towards the end with Dalton there, but I definitely wasn't <laughs> upset. I got the, like, I'm sorry. Dalton angry wow. about Kyle Bush is great entertainment. Yeah. It yeah. Is, uh, all love Dalton. And then, all love. Like, yeah. And, and then I just, I just thought it was funny because Logano addresses that and then I immediately refresh it. And then afterwards I see like, oh, that was him. I knew it. Like I, I didn't want to assume, 
But then I, I kind of had an idea of like, oh, okay, I think I knew who it is. But at the same time, I saw where Dalton was sitting. He was pretty high up. I'm like, how did Joey see that? Hey, it must have been that boring of a race because Logano was so out front. He was just like, yeah, might as well look. Oh, yeah, and he's got the glasses on. That's uh, right. Yeah. Yep, Eric, yep, he's and got it, the goggles. Yeah, Star Trek racing. It is short check. Right? Well, would you look up there? He, that, that guy in the Kyle Busch stuff is flipping me off. You got to have your goggles on. Coleman, can you reach over and spit on that guy for me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, congrats to Joey Logano, a, uh, a Leech Truck Series victory. <laughs> off Rick, I like that in the chat from the <laughs> debut videos. <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, uh, we're almost to the halfway point, which means uh, there's a change in the air, a change in the weather, Darian. Isn't yes. that right? Most definitely, most definitely. Damn, it's, I feel like this is the earliest we've done this in a while. It click like. it by or click. It's, oh it's my goodness. Hey, I like a lot this. to get to. Hey, I, I, not only do I like this play pace, I like it. <laughs> lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Well, lightning was a little off base there. It took a minute to to all come in, but uh, <laughs> we got a few things here. Uh, Denny Hamlin's penalty was upheld. Shocker. Uh, I'm just very surprised here. Uh, but a, a nicer uh, thing to talk about. Kind of more serious topic that ended with a very good ending here. Richard Childress Racing and Richard Childress uh, loaned one of their planes to a North Carolina uh, County Sheriff's Office to help bring home a missing child to their uh, to her family in Pennsylvania. Wow. Nice. Nice. So good stuff there. Um, this is an interesting one. The United States has put a GM infantry squad vehicle into production with frames provided by Hendrick Motorsports. Oh, interesting. interesting. I mean, hey, if it can withstand flips at Daytona, it might be good for battle. The machine be turning. Uh, <laughs> Kale Yarborough unfortunately, has uh, been reportedly been ill uh, recently, so keep him in your mind's prayers. Uh, though I haven't heard any negative updates, so I think that's mm. good news until yeah. we hear otherwise. Uh, Daniel Suarez will be running the SRX race at Thunder Road on July 20th. According to I'll, I'll, I'll be there for that one. Yeah, I like that. Get some of these younger guys in there. Uh, Sundrop is releasing a limited time Dale Jr. branded can as part of the renewed contract with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Again, according to Adam Stern. Uh, I drank, I tried Sundrop for the first time today. I'm in North Carolina. And compare it to Mountain Dew. It, I'll be honest, I haven't had Mountain Dew in a while. It tasted exactly <laughs> the same. With, with Coke and Pepsi, you can maybe taste like a slight difference. Yeah. I, I haven't had Mountain Dew in a few months, at least, probably, but. I didn't taste much. It was really good. I didn't realize it was a Dr. Pepper owned company. I love these. Oh, even better. You're you're ready to go. I support Sundrop to the fullest. (laughs) Uh, One more story here. And then one thing I got to remind fans about, but starting up here, uh, Fox sports will have a few broadcasts in 4k. And it looks like the first of those will be the Coca-Cola 600. Oh, wow. And uh, side note, you don't have it on there, but, when we go to Coke 600, we will see the return of NASCAR race day. Oh, yeah, that's right. true. For SMI tracks. It's only for the SMI tracks, correct, Danny? Uh, not 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 all of them, but they've got like a schedule like six of them that are going to be coming up. Okay. Uh, and then last one. Next week is the due date for your top 75 lists of all time. And again, April 19th at midnight. When it hits 420, you're getting denied. Uh, <laughs> and, just let and- you know now. 
And we're making this easy because we're going just cup guys only. Because I've been starting to see all the people they're adding into. It's like, dang, I would have thought I'd do that one because like they're going for all the series now. No, nah, nah. we just want the cup guys. We're just going to keep it simple, short, sweet, and, and to the point. And uh, all of us already have ours in. They're very. I handy. got mine in like ten minutes before the deadline, <laughs> like I promised. Sixteen, but who's counting? <laughs> right before the deadline, just checked into a random hotel. Oh crap! I forgot to hit send. See, that's no. why I sent mine early because I was like, I'm gonna be. This is gonna drive it's, me crazy. So I'm there, I was like, over. I was like Santa Claus. I was checking my list twice. All see that, all that nonsense. I, see who's naughty or nice. I'll say this. Uh, so it's at <laughs> weeklypodcastguest.com dot uh at gmail.com weekly podcast guest at gmail.com uh i'll say this about our picks at least the four of us uh none of us had any driver at the same spot in in our list like in the sense that like there were not there was not one driver that was like all p69 or number one uh there was close there was close. One of our like one of them has number seven with three lists, but other than that, only like the only overlap would be two lists. So uh, we have a we have a good amount so, of variety in this list. So we all have someone different at number one, is what you're saying. I can't say that just yet. Yeah, okay. say, I can't say that just might... yet. Because I gotta <laughs> add in the chat with it too. Okay. Yeah. Two of us might have the same number one, but then the other guys might have something different. That's interesting. Yeah, true. So oh, interesting. But that, that's it. I think that's it. And that'll do it for this edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now, us. back to the show. Let's go and talk about Chase Elliott uh, for a moment, because I was driving um, from Charlotte to, I'm currently in Raleigh, North Carolina, spoiler alert. Uh, and uh, I didn't see the official announcement, but I guess Chase Elliott's going to run Martinsville this weekend. Yep. yep. Yes, sir. So- the playoff waiver did he get? Has it been granted? Yep. Yet? It's, it's yep. been he granted. It was waiver. granted instantly. We all knew it was going to happen. If they're going to give Josh Williams a playoff uh, waiver, then yeah, they're going to give Chase. Elliott one. Um, how do you guys expect Chase Elliott to do? Because I can't imagine, and I didn't see any statements. So correct me if I'm wrong. I can't imagine he's like fully, fully healed from a broken leg. Um, so do you think he'll be okay? Martinsville is a physical track. Yeah, you know what? Hey, this is hey, this is um. It's a track to uh, to test out if he'll um, be uh, good to go, right? So I think the worst case scenario is if he's not 100%, then have a standby driver ready to go. You'll still get the full points, you know, full points day for starting the race. But from some from the looks of it, I don't think that's the case. You know, he's had his time to uh, to um, to re um, um, to rehab, and uh, he's 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 um, um, he's apparently been going to like one of the like top sports rehab facilities out there. Um, I forget the name, but I mean, from what I've seen and stuff, I mean, it's like one of the top ones in the entire country. So, you know, he's a quick healer, I guess. And yeah, he'll be back. And I think um, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's going to go on this like 2015 Kyle Busch season quite yet. I want to see where he's at after like two or three races. I think, look, just get your feet wet again. You know, like, you know, yeah, he is in Hendrick equipment. He is Chase Elliott champion. He is a great driver. Um, I'm just going to say like, you know, I'm just going to personally just take it slow on him for now, but we'll revisit after two or three races, but Hey, who knows? Maybe he might just go out there and, and uh, kick some ass and, uh, scores the uh, first victory of the season. You never know, but I'm going to take it slow for now. I'll admit I'm slightly, I'm happy Chase Elliott is back. I hope he's recovered to a point that he can race comfortably, uh, and, and do well, but I'm slightly disappointed. Josh Berry's not going to get a crack at Martinsville, you know, yeah. short track guy. I, I was kind of, he's done pretty well in that nine car. I think and, it's safe to say. 
and let's not forget about Josh Berry too. Cause like that was one of the greatest like replacement drives like I've ever seen in NASCAR really. I mean, to have a guy finish runner up and then consistently get, get uh top tens is impressive. I know it's Hendrick Motorsports equipment, but still like for anyone to come in last second and do that, that's I, I wasn't expecting that. And, you know, props I, to him. I think with, with Elliot for me, I, I wouldn't expect too much until probably mid-May because when you look at Kyle Busch when he came back, he's he had a bit of a getting back into the the way things were running, and then mm-hmm. he he struggled a little bit at first before he then went on his tear. Uh, but I expect by summer, Chase Elliott's going to be the Chase Elliott we know. Uh, you know, again, I don't know how healed he is or if he has you know enough pain meds in him to take down a bull elephant. I don't know how they're <laughs> going about that, but uh, if they think he's all right, if he's been cleared by doctors, I'm going to trust him with it. Uh, I will say I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's not dicing it up in the middle of the pack after like 20 laps at Talladega next week. Uh, I wouldn't blame him whatsoever, uh, but I, I think he'll run pretty fast. Hendrick Motorsports has been fast this year. He's generally a pretty good driver at any track we go to. Um, and I mean, you you kind of have a blueprint of how drivers have done this before with Kyle Busch, and I think Chase Elliott. Uh, maybe I don't know if he's at the level of 2015 Kyle Busch in general, uh, but he's damn close, and I think he'll prove it. We're gonna find out. I think at this point, do you know what's best? If 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 he doesn't feel like he can finish the race, bring it in. At this point, just getting some of the race in is better than not racing, getting no points at all. But you know, but if he can't. If he can't go all 500 laps, which is a lot to ask someone to do right after that, you know, if you need to come in at 250, just come in. It ain't worth it. Come in at the first stage break. If there's a competition caution, yeah, it's tough. You I, I would day. have, I would have Josh Barry there just in case. Yeah, oh, a good point by. in the chat. It is 400 laps this week, and I forgot about. Oh, 400 oh, laps. I that's right. That. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, well, we, still, if that's, that's still a lot, lot of laps, if, if he can't go 400 laps. I, I say have Barry there just mm. in case. Thanks for reminding us, chat. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That's should, right. Should yeah, they changed it up. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Maybe this one's obvious, but I want to go and go yes or no down the line once again, starting with you, Jared. Does Chase Elliott make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, sure. I don't. Yeah, look, I'm I'm not a fan of playoff waivers, but yeah, he's, but he'll, he's, he, he'll, he'll make it. He'll make it in. No problem. No problem. Yes, he'll make it. I don't know which race he wins. He'll win a race. Yeah, yeah. He's probably gonna have to win a race. I don't think he points his way in at this point. No, if he doesn't win a race, then no, he doesn't get in. But I think he'll win a race. Yeah. Well, no. He's, like, isn't it impossible for him to point his way in at this point? It would be no. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Virtually like, it might be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he does have to win. Yeah. Well, I can see him winning. Well, let me let me look at the stands. He'd have to make up like what 140 points on Busher. <laughs> and, and and even then, he's got to try to get a couple wins if possible because if in the off chance we have 16 winners or yeah. 17 winners because it might not have, be enough we do have seven different winners in the first eight races pretty pretty good amount of parity early on oh well, no i'll make it past at least one more person in the points <laughs> Oof, that's a good transition yeah good transition that is a great transition you're doing my job for me Jarrett. i appreciate you uh cody ware uh, that was the other big news this week. Cody Ware, full-time uh, driver in the Cup Series, has been arrested and suspended by NASCAR. Now, uh, he was arrested earlier this week on charges of felony assault on a female by strangulation. Um, we really don't know any other. There has there are no details. details. There are no details yeah. out yet. So I really don't want to. I, I don't think it's, any and, it's probably best that we don't know unless you know someone 
There's another situation, NASCAR, that person wanted to tell their story, but this one, if they don't want to say, they don't have to. Yeah, yeah it's it's just, it's an ongoing uh, process. Yeah. Rick Ware Racing put out a statement uh, saying that they're, you know, waiting for the process to play out. Cody Ware is cooperating with law enforcement and officials. Uh, they revealed today, I believe, uh, that Zane Smith will drive the 51 at Martinsville. Not sure if he's a long-term solution or just a short-term one, but either way, um, Bad stuff. Very disappointing news to hear out of Rick Ware Racing. Uh, I guess from from my part, like Cody Ware is not one of the most popular drivers, not one of the most accomplished drivers, but I do feel bad for the fans that he does have, who I think really related to how open he is on social media, how he always has been. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I know he had an avid group of supporters and I'm sure they're extremely disappointed and dejected uh, by this news. So I've known Cody for a while, even before I started doing YouTube. Honestly, I, before this, I had nothing bad to say about him. He'd always been nice to me. Um, yeah. But, you know, now yeah, it's just for the, sure. The, if these uh, charges turn out to be true, if he's found responsible mm-hmm. for all this, like, yeah, not good. obviously I'll, not good at all. Everything's, say, everything's just bit entirely out of shape now. I'll say a few things here. Um, first off, um, first off, um, I think what it has, like, I mean, obviously, these are very serious charges. First and foremost, though, innocent until proven guilty. Just everybody yeah. innocent until That's proven true. guilty no matter what the situation is um number two though um just the way this was handled though over the weekend i mean it, this left a bitter taste in a lot of nascar's fans mouths because when we heard like okay cody Ware is not going to be racing this weekend due to a personal matter i'm like you know immediately thinking like oh it must be you know some sort of like mental health deal and stuff like look i've been there hope you know wish him the best but then to hear this it's like it was a total just slap in the face punch in the gut because yeah look cody Ware. Um, I just did a video on him today. If you want to watch it afterwards, go um, over to Black Lives Matter after, after the podcast, of course. Yeah, yeah, I had to do it. Sorry. But, um, you know, I did a video on him today just discussing his uh, career from um, over the past few years in, in, in the Cup Series. While he was, like, hated for the most part, just being one of these, like, pay drivers and stuff like that at first, over time, as he started to, to open up about his mental health struggles and about, you know, just some of his personal interests and stuff, I know, like, for a fact, when he said, like, oh, like, I'm really into anime and stuff, like, a bunch of NASCAR fans are like, oh, so am I, blah, blah, blah. So, like, that's why, like, I feel I feel for them, man, because, like, they were a fan of his and stuff. You know, they were rooting for him. I remember after he scored his first and only top 10 at Daytona, there was a bunch of support out there for him. Like, oh, Cody Ware got a top 10, and now to hear this, it's... Hey. Very, uh, it's very uh, sad to hear. But again, um, I'll just point these four words out again: innocent until proven guilty. We don't know any any more details right now, unfortunately. But um, you know, I'm it, it, these are very serious charges too. And also, what um um what it says to me is that okay, this um this whole incident took place April third. Then they wait a few days and stuff, um, pretty much a week to um to make the announcement and stuff means that. They must have did. I mean, they obviously investigated, didn't like what they saw and stuff, and uh, and uh, charged them. So when when I heard them say it was a personal matter, my mind went a few different places there. And just to be honest, I know it's been documented that he's had issues with depression before. Mm-hmm. That's where my mind first started to go, and I was worried like something like that had come up. But then I also thought it was weird how the team replaced his name on the car and here lately when there's been something like like that we've seen teams keep the name of the driver on the car like with kurt bush like with mm-hmm. alex bowman like chase elliott yeah they didn't do that they immediately replaced Crafton. that was kind of a, a red flag yeah i should have seen that as a red flag and especially 
since his dad is the car owner, yeah. you know, that was a huge red flag. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think all I'll say is this. Um, I agree with the sentiment, innocent to proven guilty. Could, I mean, you remember what happened with Eddie DeHaan? Like yeah. The internet went after him. Yeah. And then it was yep. proven in court that something didn't happen. And, and, I, I, and well, I'm, I'm just saying that I, I'm not going to go and bash his character yet. As if, but if he did that, he should not be allowed to race again. Oh but yeah, that, that I, just, agree. I mean, I think clear as day that that should be the case. But yeah, I'm not going to go and speculate on what happened just because it is really serious. And if he did end up doing that, like that, that's just. Yeah, there's a lot of problems there on many levels, and also yeah, too, and also too, just one final thing too. I mean, like you know, his brother Carson had a similar incident a couple of years ago, so there's you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but I mean, there there is a pattern with the uh, with the Ware family and having this sort of incident. Unfortunately. And even if NASCAR says down the line, okay, Cody, uh, complete your road to recovery or. Whatever they need to do, I don't think it would happen. But if they did do that. It's going to be hard for fans to have any kind of good feeling about them. Yeah, and sponsors. I, I mean, sponsorship. Yeah, sponsors. Yeah, so absolutely. yeah, but no, yeah. I don't. I don't want to speculate too much until we learn more about it. Mm-hmm. If anything yeah. is made public yeah. or leaked or yeah. whatever, I, I agree. I, I kind of agree with what John Irby says in the chat. Kind of reminds him of Spencer Gallagher. You know, had a promising career, won an Xfinity race, but. Um, drug incident got him permanently suspended and never came back from that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally, totally different situation, of course, but yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not, still, it's still yeah. separate legal matters. Exactly. Exactly. And, and obviously it's not like Cody Ware was setting the world on fire, but I mean, he was starting to build up a, a bit of a fan base and stuff that really rooted for him, um, in more ways than one. And, uh, he's, um, let him down as of right now. So one thing we can speculate on though, uh, how do you guys think Zane Smith will do this weekend? Oh. Better than Cody, yeah, <laughs> better than Cody has. That's uh, that's he, for sure. <laughs> he's still driving a Rick Bear car, so yeah, I don't expect him to set the world on fire. But if he happens to maybe run like top fifteen in that ride somehow, that'd be very impressive for Zane Smith. I don't know how he would he would do it, but if he does, then <laughs> yeah, we'll superhuman see. Zane Smith. <laughs> yeah, what 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 would you say top fifteen? Yeah, you're in top. Uh, let, let's be more gen. Let's be a little bit general. Let's say top. 25 all right fine top yeah, 20 that man runs top 15 like <laughs> he should be taking over yeah. 2005 roush at the moment like like all that's right. how well he should be promoted yeah. he should be taken back in time to a better time in ford's history hey jj yaley ran top 20 in a rick Ware car just one week ago so you know <laughs> rick Ware racing's not that bad yet. Yeah. are we oh, going yeah, to dirt uh, martinsville he, start- he started third so they don't qualify that bad either right yeah that, that damn <laughs> It was going to the championship four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continue. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little about Denny Hamlin. This is a big topic. <laughs> I like how I just said, like, let's talk about Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Denny Hamlin himself is a big topic. But on his podcast this week, he enlightened us listeners with a few little details. One that we all kind of assumed that other team owners were not happy when Garage 56 and that Hendrick Motorsports partnership was announced. Mm-hmm. Completely believe that. He also talked about the uh, boycott last week. The it wasn't a boycott. Show up to it. it wasn't a boycott. Yeah, well, he, he would, I put the quotes around it because Denny Hamlin did not want to call it a boycott for some reason. I don't know why. It's like <laughs> the buzzword or something. What was it? What was it? Was. What exactly was it, then? it was. The team he even said the team owners all talked beforehand and said, "Hey, we're not going to show up." And like he's like, That's, "Oh, well, we didn't." Oh, it's we a didn't protest. Force, we didn't force the other teams to not show up, but 
everyone on the committee was on the same bro, page. Bro, that's a boycott, bro. That's still yeah. a boycott. No, no. They collectively agreed not to show up in protest of the... Oh, well, that sounds like a boycott. Yeah, like, what the heck are you doing? So, what are we talking about? Well, he's also figured out he can't just say words yeah. that could get him in trouble. Yeah, it, that happened once before. We don't need that. What are they going to do? Take his... Ch- Ooh. Well, we <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the most interesting part of uh, his uh, that segment of the podcast this week was um, when he kind of suggested that like he feels like NASCAR is out to get him, and he feels like they could take his charter out of well, spite. What? Did you hear that part? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. He says... Wait, he says NASCAR is out to get him, right? He get, It was kind of speculative but he was sort of like hey well he basically said hey nascar has I mean, clearly shown that they're out to get me sometimes so what if they take my chart well, you know i that doesn't surprise me you keep running your damn mouth it, just, it, just, it came off as a little paranoid but 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 here's the thing i will <laughs> you say you did it to yourself bro <laughs> i think hamlin's point in favor of the charter system is a valid one his whole point was you can't like the charter system needs to become permanent because if there's any chance that nascar could one day just take these charters away then good luck getting any other outside investors to buy into teams or start race teams. Like you need, I think a lot of investors, if they're going to pour millions into a cut program, they need that security blanket that the current charter system seems to provide. So that's the disagreement. I don't know. I don't want to get too much into this because we still have more uh, politics to get to here at the end of the show. But I mean, how do you guys feel? Do you feel good about where the charter agreement or i should say the revenue distribution agreement between teams and nascar do you feel good about where the negotiations are right now here's here so he did say that that he and the teams feel like after finding out that stuff they're they feel further away now from nascar than they previously did and have for you know and had felt for a while they thought it was coming together um i will kind of admit it Kind of reminds me of when they announced the stuff with the street race and how the people in Chicago didn't know what the hell was going on with people talking to NASCAR. Uh, kind of shady behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, my my deal is this, is that what this is going to come to a head. There's no way that the teams are going to waver on this. They can't. The, the charters are too, like we talked about it last week, the charters are too intertwined in the way that teams run now and in, in the money process of everything. And there's no way... I mean, they're costing $20 million a charter. If NASCAR were to buy them back, if they were, if, unless they just say they're null and void, at that point, then you have even worse problems. If they were to buy them back, they would have to be spending a total of $720 million to do that. Money that, yes, NASCAR has a lot of, but they would probably have major cuts be made. So my question is, what happens when this reaches ahead and what and to me the catalyst of it reaching ahead is especially if the rumors are true about a 40% increase in tv revenue that that revenue split and how nascar views it and jim france views it with the charters and taking those away and how they how much money they get with that versus the teams wanting the charters and probably the same revenue split that they would agree on now wanting it changed if the charters are gone that I think that's where it comes to a head. And the fact that we haven't heard any news so far is, honestly, it's kind of weird compared to the last time. The last contract, the current one we're on right now, that started in 2015, negotiation started summer of 2012 on that and was signed like by, I think, the end of 2013, like fully. Like They even adjusted the contract a little bit so Fox could have a couple more races and fit with NBC better. Like that, That's what they had with the last one or this one. You're not really hearing anything, and the only thing you can really do is speculate off the moves of the network. So that 
it I feel like you're you're having a lot of stuff happen in a very short amount of time. If if this gets prolonged into the summer, you basically have a year and a half, if not a year, to figure out how to resolve this thing, which could easily happen. It's just it's very it's gonna I, I think it's already very ugly at this point, and I think it's gonna get more ugly. I mean, Denny Hamlin did say on his podcast that the teams at least on their, from their perspective, feel like time is starting to run out or it's, you know, deadlines are sneaking up quicker than maybe NASCAR seems to realize or is comfortable with. So, um, yeah, I don't have much else to echo other than, yeah, it's, there's a lot of uncertainty right now. I think you would like these negotiations to be further along than they are, but you know, I, I'm not ready to, you know, people in the chat are saying, you know, split and, it's too early. I, I don't know what that would look like. So, I mean, the race team alliance has already suggested starting their own series. But I'll say this about about people's split talks. Because um, I think I think at this point, hearing more of what the teams are saying and you compare it to the way that the you know the open wheel split was, there, there are similarities. Of course, you can find similarities in anything. I think the difference here is like people are talking about the cars tour being that that avenue out. But look who bought up the cars tour. People who are aligned with NASCAR. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is aligned with NASCAR and NBC. Jeff Burton is definitely aligned with NASCAR. <laughs> Kevin Harvick just signed with Fox, a partner of NASCAR. Justin Marks, probably one of the most pro-NASCAR owners who win. Remember Talladega last year? Everyone's like, you know, Denny Hamlin's leading this charge of owners being upset with NASCAR. It was Trackhouse and Justin Marks who were the outliers saying that they were going overboard with. It. So mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, I get that people and people should be rightfully worried that this is these are grounds we have not been on with NASCAR probably ever, but I don't want to sound the alarm bells like, you know, like on all fronts until we hear a little bit more. I mean, the fact we're having this conversation is it speaks volumes, but and the fact that they will put probably put on exhibition races is a big statement. Yeah. I, I just again, I think you, you can't really talk or speculate too much on it until you know what kind of money is being played with with the new contract i mean they're talking in the mm-hmm. chat june uh let's see it said july 23rd 2013 is what a lot of people are saying i saw in the chat of when it was signed so wow. if it's based on the last contract if we should know by july and, mm-hmm. and at that point i mean that's only that's less than a year and a half yeah until 25 so if, if we don't hear anything by july should we start getting like a little worried then? Like, hey, what's going on here? Like, I mean, I think questions should be asked about it. Yeah. I don't know how many will be answered, but I think they should be asked and at least inquired on by yeah. people. Because we're starting know, to but... we're starting to cut it. We're starting to cut it a little close, aren't we? <laughs> as far as the TV contract, I the mean, current contract, it, running up, it could still be on time. It's just it's weird not hearing anything about it. Yeah, because we usually have in years past. We usually we usually have, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's totally different. Please no 10-year deals, though. Let's just, you know, <laughs> shorter deals, maybe. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, to continue uh, kind of with some off-track NASCAR drama, but uh, a little different, uh, Hendrick Motorsports was penalized again since we last did an episode of our show. This penalty was <laughs> announced before Bristol Dirt. I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. Uh, William Byron and Alex Bowman's team were each penalized 60 driver owner's points, five playoff points, um, and uh, were fined, I think, was it $75,000 each? Um, and the team already said they will not appeal. They said that their effort is better spent preparing for other races. 
They said that whatever uh, issue with the greenhouse that NASCAR found did not affect their performance. Um, but uh, it's clear NASCAR, after Hendrick won their appeal, despite being found guilty two or three weeks ago, they were seeking any reason to ding Hendrick Motorsports again. They took two of their cars back to the R&D center. Now, now also, really quick, really quick note, um, they're supposed to be um, two random cars. And they randomly no, they took, took two. They took the random part out of the rule book from what Bob oh, was okay. saying. Because now they oh, like okay. they won't, sometimes they don't even take cars to the R and D center like, anymore. Oh, gotcha. Like, gotcha. The word "random" is used very loosely here. It's like, okay. oh, okay. we're taking you at random. Come on. Okay. Like airport security oh. random. <laughs> uh, one other note. Uh, I think Bob Pockers was the first to report this, um, but. NASCAR will begin displaying confiscated illegal parts uh, at the racetrack for all the teams and fans to and, see. Like, and that's good to say. That's good they, to say. They used to do that actually with the uh, with the um, with the crew members back in the uh, the seventies and eighties. I think they used to do that a long time ago. Because I think it's fair that people know what not to do. Yeah, don't do this. And also, here's this uh, this cheater's uh, work on full display. So what we're going to do is we're going to hire Ryan Priest to stand there with it all weekend. Don't do this. Don't do yeah. this. Don't and do then, this. And then is NASCAR going to hire like somebody to stand beside the uh, the um, the illegal parts and say like, shame, 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 <laughs> shame, shame. Just, just if you're suspended, you still get to come to the track, but you have to sit there with a dunce hat on your head the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah, and then some random guy just saying, shame, shame, shame well, on you. I'll say, I, I think that is something good to, to put yeah. out there. It's trend, I, If done right, and they show the teams what was wrong with it, transparency. That's what we've been that's, asking yeah. for. That's we've what we've been for asking for. And yeah. so I, I think that would be the right move in sending a message uh i think from this point on i will say this um and i don't mean this jokingly either uh can can we stop at least when it comes to the nascar fan base and saying that nascar will do anything to make sure hendrick motorsports is favored like obviously this uh, i i would say this proved they're not like they're never going to come out and say we purposely did this or we we're looking for anything but it's pretty damn clear they were uh they now, changed the was the appeals book. panel was the appeals panel what was they a little favoritism there? You you could you could bring that up. Like I, I would have to do more research into the connections for each of them. Uh, but I did see some people questioning those connections to Hendrick Motorsports. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't I don't want to speak too much on it till I know for sure. But it that that part was interesting. I I would just say another thing too is do you think there's a at this point only two months away? You think NASCAR is uh. Maybe maybe rethinking a little bit, partnering with Hendrick Motorsports for Garage Fifty Six. After all this, it kind of makes it a little you know awkward. What? Yeah, like I was, I and I had completely forgotten about that. I'm like, oh yeah, like they've been doing this. Oh, there, little TV thing there for for Jared uh, from Jared's camera. But no, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. They are working on this like major product together and stuff. Is there like any sort of tension with well, building up with that now? Or? Well, it's like it's like you know when it's like when you're in school and. The teacher scolds you in front of the class, like, "How could two plus two is not three? How did you get that wrong? Like, are you serious? Like, because I've had teachers do that, and then afterwards, <laughs> they're like, you did really good on this assignment. Hey, yeah, screw you too. <laughs> I'm not even gonna let my camera work. Yeah, but yeah, no, oh, very, wow. uh, very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm fixing it. I'm fixing it. All right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, en- enjoy the rainbow sides of Jarrett. It's Rainbow Road. Yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking of transparency, NASCAR also modified the rule book. One, now if appeals panel finds the team or whoever guilty, they can't fully rescind part of the penalty. They have to, if they modify it, they can only modify it within the ranges in the rule book. So that would it make impossible what happened to Hendrick where they got all their points given back. That would no longer be possible. Um, but they also said that NASCAR has now the right to publish the appeals panel's decision. So uh, both sure. rules that I think would have, it would be nice if they were in place before the mm-hmm. Hendrick Motorsports Louver debacle and the colleague Louver debacle. But um, yeah, I don't love changing the rule book mid season, but I do actually like these rule changes. So I'm kind of torn. Um, but well, no, transparent- this is one of this is one of the rare ones. I'm I'm all for this type of rule change. You know, we want more transparency. We're finally going to get it. So I like it. Not to change topics, but the chat's saying the Tampa Bay Rays won again. They are 12 oh eleven and tw- oh twelve and oh now. Damn, they were just oh. Oh Isn't that the, that's the team that I heard was rumored to want to just move to Nashville recently. Yeah. yeah. They've been trying to move that team for like several years now. And they're, and, and they're really great. Right. Weren't they just in the world series? And a few years everything? ago they were. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Been that's good, what's up. good more times than not lately, but 12 and oh in baseball, that is ridiculous. <laughs> nice. Now, do we have any Oh and 12 teams in baseball or not? I don't think so. I don't oh, know. Oh man. I, I like not. to see the, I like well, to see how, the how, how's your team doing Eric? Um, they've gone off to kind of a slow start, but Jose Altuve broke his finger in the World Baseball Classic, so I'm gonna wait until. Oh well, Jose that's to... fun. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for Jose to come back before I get uh, up in arms. Yeah, well, welcome back, Jared. Good to yeah. see you again. Yeah, I, I came <laughs> back to to let you know the Cubs are uh, six and five, so we're over 500. Yeah. Oh, mediocrity. Hey, uh, it's better than sucking like the yeah, last couple yeah. of years. I'll take it. <laughs> but anyway, I tickets to go see uh, the Cubs when I uh, during the Chicago Street Week. So they play? I'm excited um, for that. Oh, I want to say maybe it was Cleveland. Yeah, no, I like how those oh. series end out. Oh, we, also, okay. we went and saw them play the the Red Sox when we were there for Road America last year. Ah, that's right. Also, also, really quick, Jared. Good news: the 40 and 42 Bulls are currently tied in the playing game. Yay! Yeah, the ninth and tenth place game. Hang Yay. the banner. <laughs> oh man. We have a compilation. Right, we have a compilation of every time on this show I say "hang the banner." Hang the banner. Yeah, you said it so many times. We also I'm- just need to have a compilation every time we talk about other sports, like maybe the Tennessee Titans involved. You guys at your other team. But you know what? You know what? Though we've talked about a lot of NASCAR, though. But let's get back into it. Yeah, we'll because- add we'll add that to the clips channel later. Yeah, yeah, we'll add to the. Clips we'll bring it back. For sure. But uh, we got a race this weekend, Eric. We, we got a race three. this weekend. We have three races this weekend. Uh, Martinsville Speedway, the paperclip. Uh, I'm going to be there Saturday and Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. The truck race is up first. I believe the trucks are on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. It's the Long John Silvers 200, 200 laps, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and MRN. Uh, there's a 55% chance of rain. Uh, there are some evening thunderstorms, but hopefully, I think, are the rain tires are in trucks as well, right? If we yes, actually need them. I think so. All right. They might uh, end up using the Xfinity race is on Saturday. Uh, that is the call811.com before you dig 250. I swear, call811 sponsors <laughs> every Xfinity. Race. It, it feels like it. Uh, 250 laps. That is 7 30 p.m. Eastern on FS1 and MRN Saturday night. Uh, warm and sunny, only a 25% chance of rain. So that's looking a little better. Cup race is the NOCO 400. I don't know what NOCO is, but I hope to find out this weekend. NOCO was on Alex Bowman's car for a while in 2020. It's like a... It was one of the like, Chevy partners. Yeah. Didn't he oh. win at Auto Club with that? 
I no, he no, won. No, that was the with, Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati one. Pool. Oh, yeah, Cincinnati. They all one, blurred, yeah. and, all these blur together at this point. I remember that race because me and Eric, we were there right before the uh, pandemic. <laughs> good oh, yeah, times, good times, <laughs> good times. Beginning of the end. Uh, yeah. The Noco 400 is 400 laps. Starts 3 p.m. Eastern on FS1 MRN. So it is on FS1 this week, Sunday afternoon. Fox Sports One. Uh, it's a warm day, 78 degrees, so very different from last year. It was very cold this weekend last year. Uh, but there is currently an 88% chance of rain on Sunday, so fingers crossed that goes down at least a little bit. Um, all I know is Bristol Dirt had bad forecasts coming into the weekend, and things cleared up by race time, so yeah. fingers crossed. Uh, I didn't mention the defending winners. I apologize. The truck race defending winner is William Byron. I haven't even looked. Is he on the entry list this week? Nope. No, but someone else. Landon is. Jones. Brandon <laughs> Jones won this uh, won the Xfinity race last year, and uh, Byron also won the Cup race last spring as well. Um, so, uh, Darian, before we get into our picks, who is uh, Las Vegas? Who are the betting odds? Uh, and also, also don't forget, last spring we had a little, you know, one-two piece mm. action. Hopefully, hopefully we uh, see that again. I'd love to see that again. <laughs> awesome. Uh, different drivers this time, of course. Anyways, uh, now to the famous betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. William Byron and Kyle, or uh, excuse me, actually we have a uh, a three way tie in terms of the uh, the um, um, this weekend's race favorites. Uh, William Byron, Kyle Larson, and Christopher Bell all entered this weekend at plus six fifty to win. Denny Hamlin plus seven hundred and Martin Truex Jr. plus eight fifty. As for the best of the rest, Joey Logano plus 900, Ryan Blaney plus 1100, Kyle Busch plus 1400, Ross Chastain plus 1600, and finally, Kevin Harvick plus 2000. As for the famous underdogs, Chase Briscoe and Daniel Suarez, both plus 4000, uh, Bubba Wallace plus 5000. He's pretty good here when he has the right setup and mindset. Uh, Ty Gibbs plus 6,000. And this is my personal favorite because, like, after Ty Gibbs, it just tapers off entirely. So, like, you have the guys who are like 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. And I picked Todd Gillen at plus 40,000 because he's on a roll, you know, top 15 finishes here or there. You never know. It's Martinsville. A few things could go his way. And, uh, yeah, you know, but he's uh, plus 40,000 to uh, to win. So, if those you want to bet some money, crazy. yeah, those are some yeah. pretty crazy odds. I mean, like, look, I mean, I don't think Todd Gillen's going to win personally, but damn, just to put him at plus four, 40,000, though, like, that seems a bit much, right? Disrespect. Yeah, exactly. But, but, anyways, didn't, though, didn't he qualify like ninth last year in this race? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, hey, hey, take hey, take advantage of the odds makers. They obviously don't watch racing like that. It's clear as day. And uh, really quick, so um, we're gonna um, so moving on to the um, to the other fantasy uh, league, uh, the NWP fantasy league. Um, let's go over the top five. Um, Eric, you're gonna love this first name right now. NP one is is uh, Kansas Legacy two. He has just a one point lead over Forty Eight Nation. And third is Recky Spinhouse. And fourth is Danny B. Wife. And rounding out the top five is Sean um, Hilkowitz. I think I said that last name right. I think I said it right. (laughs) Pretty disappointed to see Danny B.Y. fall down a little bit. And you know what? I'm only three points um, outside the top five in P6. All good. All good. Still Still in the hunt. So not a bad start. And now moving on to the NWP Fantasy League 2, the second Fantasy League. My personal favorite name. Oh, no. We suck again. Blaney's pick crew. Currently P1. In P2 is Race Roar 48. P3 is Black Flags Matter. P4 is <laughs> Common Chase uh, L E Ut. And there's a, there's a space there. So I the L capitalized and stuff. I see what you did there. And finally, rounding out the top five is JC underscore 43. All right. 
thank you guys for playing and playing and uh let's continue to play for the rest of the season can we just skip this next section this week I'm not nah. really good why, would you, why would you want to skip it well i had like a 20 something point lead and then i picked daniel suarez who led 60 laps at bristol dirt last year 50 the year before that i don't think he sniffed the top 20 once sunday Bro, oh, you sound happened? like you sound like a spoiled brat, though. Like I don't want to do this segment, Keys. Yeah. I, I'm in the okay. I'm in the points lead, but Fine. not as much. But not. I, as much. I demand perfection from myself. I can't believe the chat picked the winner this week. Uh, but that being said, I'm still leading our NWP pick points with 157. Chat is now minus 12. <laughs> Jarrett is 33 back. Danny. Minus 45, Darian, minus 46. Hey, Danny's you, just squatting over Do you over realize me. how close I am to being basement boy right now? He's squatting over me a little bit. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, I still love that I look like a Simpsons character on that graphic. Um, <laughs> That's funny. I just love my reaction. I'm just so happy to just being in last for most <laughs> of the season. Like, hey, yeah, it's all good. It's all good still. But, yeah, no, this has been fun. Chance to gain or lose a ton of points with three races at Martinsville this weekend. Uh, so, gentlemen, I guess let's begin with the Truck Series race Friday night. I'll leave things off. Uh, I'm going with a lot of heavy favorites tonight. I'm just going to be honest. I'm I'm a little uh, I, you know, yeah. snake bit after last week. So, uh, Zane Smith is my Truck Series pick. What? Oh, that's well, that's a, that's a good pick, but uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Busch on this one. What? I'm following. I'm following Jared. I'm going with Kyle Bush. Eric, are you sure? Okay, I'm going with Kyle Bush as well. Nah, yeah, Kyle Bush. This is a truck race, not an Xfinity race. If you're just giving us, if you're just giving us free points. Hey, hey, chat, take the free points, man. Take the free points, everybody. I I think Zane Smith. I just think that. 38 truck is so much is not they're, so much they're, they're going to Cabo. It's clear as day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the 38 truck is better than the 51. Hey, Just Eric, bro. Hey, don't get don't get too confident now. Just hey, hey. <laughs> don't don't be in my position. <laughs> You'll be in the basement if you get too confident. I think it's like a 50 50 call between the two of them. I just Zane's won how many? He's won two races already this no, year. No, he's 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 not a bum. He's not a bum. <laughs> he's not a bum. I think it's more like a 51 38 percentage. All right, but no, Chad's going with Kyle Busch. And um, of course, somebody brought back T-Pain, bringing back to the old days. All right, now moving on. Uh, The next up is the Xfinity Series race. Uh, Let's see. I was looking for my notes. I have too many windows open. Uh, My pick to win the Xfinity race is Chandler Smith. Mm. Chandler. 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 All right, well. The floodgates are open. That's what I believe. Well, I told these guys before the show, I was going to kind of go a little out there for my Xfinity pick. Uh, This guy has run top five at Martinsville numerous times, been up front in contention to win the race. He's better this year than he was last year. Riley Herbst is going to get his first win this weekend. I like it. I like it. You are thinking bold. I'm going with what the chat is looking like. It looks like they're all going with Josh Berry. I'm also going with Josh Berry for this one. And you know what, Danny and Chet, I agree with y'all 100%. Josh Berry scores the victory. But I do like the uh, the Riley Herbst pick. I do like that. The Herbst the pick, I can see it. And yeah, the I'm chat shocked. looks like eight. They're going with eight, it looks like. Uh, we, we, we've all got a chance to catch up on Kyle. On, uh, on, like, we got a chance to catch up on Eric here. <laughs> yeah, the Kyle Bush consensus pick didn't shock me from the chat. I thought there'd be a few more Zane Smiths. I think they're right. I think it's close. 
but I'm shocked that they're also bought into a uh, Josh Berry. Uh, I mean, he's great here, no doubt, but I'm surprised that he's a, uh, he is the runaway favorite. So let's see if their cup picks are just as um, popular or just as a uh, consistent Mm-hmm. Starting with the suck pick, who's gonna suck in the cup race Sunday at Martinsville? I keep I'm, I'm like the host, but then I also have to go first because of the order. <laughs> um, uh, my suck pick, I don't feel great about Joe Gibbs racing. I just feel like something. Well, no, that's not entirely true. I think Christopher Bell is gonna be good. He yeah, we were, we were just talking about Bell. I know, but Truex. I, I was gonna go with Truex. Spoiler: I just feel like Truex for some reason last year did not run well at tracks he's typically good at. And we haven't seen a strong enough sample size yet this year, but I just have a feeling he's going to run like 12th. And that's, I don't know. I expect more. I expect more from Truex. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the, the easy pick and the one that the chat seems to forget they can't pick, Eric Amarola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hated to see him run so bad this weekend. And Eric even went and visited them today. But I got to go with Brad Kozlowski on this one. Oh. I, that's right. Oh, yeah. How was that visit, by the way, Eric? It looked like you had a lot of fun. Okay. It was fun. Uh, appreciate RFK showing around. I got to sit in on pit stop practice today, oh. which is kind of unique. That's and funny. I found out that, and you saw in that Twitter video, that uh, they have a, like an 05 or 06, it's an 06, I think, Kenseth car yeah. on display. But I didn't realize they had a sign up this time that didn't used to be there, that the chassis, that actual, the chassis that car was used for several years, including for Kenseth's one and only uh, 2003 season win at Las Vegas. Nice. So I was like, that is historic. That is really cool. Yeah. The win that basically broke the system as we knew it. Know it. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, my who's gonna suck pick, uh, pretty obvious one, Harrison Burton. I mean, don't really expect him to do much. And it's Martinsville. I mean, he's won there in the past, but lately he hasn't done a whole lot. Or are we so expecting we expecting his weekly spin to come back? Uh I expect two to three spins. <laughs> there you go. And the chat is going up Ty Dillon. Yeah. Oh, oh, damn, they found a new one. <laughs> they, found a new guy. they found the new guy. All right. That's their backup. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a feeling I know what their uh, underdog pick's going to be. I got a feeling. We said they couldn't do that one either. Oh, oh well, no, no, no. I was thinking of another driver. Thinking of another. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're ready for underdog picks for the Cup Series race. No, this guy's not an underdog. I was gonna say Ryan Blaney, but he's not an underdog. He nah. But I just feel like he's he's due to get the finish he deserves. Finally, so I'm not gonna say Blaney. I'm gonna go Bubble Wallace. I mean, how has Blaney usually run at Martinsville? He's, I he's no decent. I mean, he's, he's decent. I mean, he's never won there. But yeah. I'm going Bubba Wallace. Uh, he's won it. He's won there in trucks before. Um, they just haven't really had anything go their way, especially the last three or four weeks. Whether it's been mistakes by the driver, mistakes by the pit crew, there's been a Fair share of both, uh, but I think this week things turn around. He runs top 10 at the very least. Well, I'm going to go with somebody we talked about earlier. Long odds, but I think he can probably get a top 10, 15. Uh, he's in the 38, right? I don't understand why Todd Gilliland is not above a 10,000 odd. Uh, so I'm going to go Todd Gilliland on this one. I think he'll have a solid run, and front row right now seems to be in that top 15 to 18 range. So mm-hmm. I'm going with them. Well, you might have debated on your Blaney pick, but I'm not going to debate on this one. Cause just coming back after what's happened, I'm going to go with Chase Elliott, and if he can make it the whole race, if he can even get a top 15, I say that is a that's a win in his books. We're getting a taste of what this show would have been like in 2016 in his rookie year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. Um, yeah, I mean, just when he's on, he's on here. 
2021 really stands out the first year of that team. He was leading their uh, first laps ever. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace this weekend. And it looks like the chats. Oh, I I'm saying were... a lot for Todd, actually. Yeah, I, I give it Todd. Yeah. I thought they were going to go with Bubba for this one, but no, they're going to go with Todd. Nice. Cool. All right. And now for the main event of the evening, who's going to win? And who's going to win at Martinsville? Eric? I'm always, I'm always glad you say the second time because we never hear it the first time. Oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Well, Oh, man, I was so split on this one. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I, I was trying to pick mostly heavy favorites um, to win this weekend. I'm playing it really safe. So that's why I, I almost put him as my underdog as a consolation prize. But I like Ryan Blaney a lot this weekend. I think Blaney has a great shot at winning, but he hasn't won a points race in like a year and a half or something. So I can't pick Blaney. I'm going to go with the safer bet. Willie B gets Rudy Fugel back this weekend. I'll go William Byron. I think that's a really good pick, uh, but I'm going to pick somebody who needs a bit of redemption after this race last year. Uh, he was atrocious in this race last year, and then he ran really well. Uh, coming off turn four, he was qualified in the final four uh, until the oh, until is. the last 800 feet. I'm going to go Denny on this one. I think Denny Hamlin's going to get a win uh, in one of the Virginia races. Side note, how many times is Fox going to shove it in our throat this weekend? Oh, a lot. All the time. Yeah, <laughs> the entire weekend. Um, I, I, like, I like that pick. I'm actually going to say two in a row, both in terms of Martinsville and two in a row in weeks. I'm going to say Christopher Bell wins at Martinsville again. He had a very good run there in the fall, and right now he's he's hot and he's going. Yeah, that dirt guy is certainly on a roll. I'm going to go with the other dirt guy who had a bit of a controversial weekend last week with the 41. Kyle Larson gets his second victory of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go and end the uh, win pick poll for the chat. I know that was a while ago, um, but William Byron, by a pretty clear margin, uh, is the pick for the chat uh, okay. to win this Sunday's Cup Series race. I do want to point one thing out before we head out. One, I want to thank everybody for watching because we've been – like you guys been killing it coming in force the last couple of weeks. And also I talked to these guys about it earlier this past week. We had our most listened to like uh, audio podcast ever last week. So oh, wow. everyone listening on audio too. I know that we don't shout you guys out as much cause it is a live show, but thank you guys. Like it, yeah. it's been awesome seeing everybody come out this year. And thank you, Jared, for editing the stuff right away. I mean, there's some uh, certain things you got to cut out. Probably mostly me just like talking of um, saying uh, a bunch of uh, um, what do you call it? Gibberish. Yeah. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I just so, I just cut out the silence of your mic. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Makes me sound a whole lot better than I actually am. So thank you. Because I actually listen back to on those. And I'm like, damn, it's a totally different show compared to um, to the live one. <laughs> Yeah, Jared, absolutely killing it. And we appreciate all of you viewers and listeners at home for continuing to support us and for putting up with my uh, crappy earbud hotel mic. Uh, for it wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad. I mean, it's not, that, it's not too bad. Similar setup for Daytona, but you were outside and you were still able to make that work and you were able to make this work this time. So it was pretty cool. But you'll this... be back at home next week, right? For um, my channel? We can only hope and pray. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Talladega we'll week, see. baby. Yep. Yeah. Uh, once again, on that note, next week, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Wednesday night, Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to subscribe to all the hosts you are currently watching or listening to. 
Um, but gentlemen, I think that's going to do it. Another yeah. episode in the books. Yeah. How about great. Yeah, great, great show. A uh, very efficient show, too. We were talking about efficiency before we started. Like so, it. yeah, very nice. Job. Thank you all for listening and watching. Thank you for the support. We will see you again next week on Darien's channel. Enjoy Martinsville. Goodbye. Fail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. <laughs>